Uh, we are live. Let's play some music. Give everybody a chance to tap in. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, baby. Saturday morning to me. I know it's 12 noon, but still. <laughs> Saturday morning to me. Let's go. Stocks, baby, on a Saturday afternoon. Even though it feels like the butt crack of dawn to me. <laughs> I just woke up like literally a hour or two ago, you know. Um, today's podcast is sponsored by our very own www.50racks.com. You see this hat right here? Um, uh, these hats will be on sale just for today uh, for $19.99. Nineteen ninety nine. That's $20, www.50racks.com. Go there, support the platform, support Hoodstock's podcast, and at the same time, you got yourself a fly hat at a cheap price, right? Um, today's podcast is also brought to you by Origin Bakery Equipment, your one-stop shop for all your bakery and restaurant equipment needs, home-based to wholesale commercial bakeries, new and used uh, new and used equipment, okay? And if you want to follow them on Instagram, it's Origin Bakery Equipment, L-O-C, okay? And, once again, let's get the spelling right. Origin, O R I G E N Bakery Equipment LLC on Instagram. And if you want to pull up on them, right? You need it right now. You know the good thing about these guys is they got a warehouse, they got a shop. You can walk in there, and you can pick up right then and there whatever they got. And that address is one zero four four one Rush Street, South Omani. Okay. And we also sponsored by FB County USA. Um, you can go there on their website and you can uh, punch in promo code Hoodstocks and you can get yourself a percentage off of some of that, you know, apparel they have right there, right? Nice church apparel, right? You go into a wedding. I mean, go to FB County USA and get yourself some wedding clothes. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Pork Chops from the Dank Shop. Uh, looking for good quality herb, and I mean real quality. Hit up the Dank Shop in Whittier where you can get all the best brands and products of cannabis. You can find them. Here's their address. Easy money, right? You in the city, easy money. 15022 Mulberry Drive, Unit K in Whittier, California. And you can follow them or, and 
it says or we'll say and right because we need you to do all this right here support our sponsors and you can follow them on instagram at the dank shop dot 420 and <laughs> you can call them up we got your num- we got the number for them you can call them up and crank call them or something you know what i mean let them know hoodstock sent you uh five six two two eight two seven six Two nine. Now to introduce our special guest, I want everybody to give it up for Lynn. Let's go. <laughs> How you, you doing, Jeremy? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, you know blessing the platform with your greatness. You know, I know you have some tools that you're going to put forward to the community, to the Goonies, right? <laughs> Um, and that's why she was like, who is Los Goonies? She was reading some of the stuff right here. And I said, well, that's our community, you know? And, she, and I said, you know, you've never seen the Goonies movie? No. And she goes, no, I haven't. So this is something you need to do today with your husband, yeah. Carlos, right? Yeah. You need to say, hey, Carlos, what the fuck, bro? You know, why haven't you ever, you know? Like, and I know Carlos has seen it like a hundred times, right? Um, and watch the movie Goonies. And the, and, and the, the, the name comes by just kind of like in an outcast of individuals on mm-hmm. an adventure, you know? And so these individuals, including myself, kind of, you know, feel like we them, we them people, or we've been those people at times in our lives, right? We identify with it, that's the word I'm looking for, still trying right. to wake up. Right. Um, <laughs> but today, Lynn, you are here to put forward um, some tools in regards to mental health coaching, uh, therapy. I mean, we've gone through a lot of things during the pandemic, correct? Yes. Yes, we've all been affected by the pandemic and mental health has been more important than ever. But before we get into that, maybe we can share, uh, you can share a little bit about yourself growing up, <coughs> your origins, where you come from, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then we can get into how you got into um, therapy, right? Helping out other people. Right. So, um Thank you, Jeremy, for having me here on this podcast and to talk about the pandemic that we're going through right now. Um, You know, we are making such a big deal about the COVID-19 pandemic, which it it is. I mean, we're, you know, I mean, that's huge because it has affected, you know, globe, you know, globally. Um, So is the mental health pandemic, which I think it's a more massive pandemic than the COVID-19. According to the World Health Organization, one out of six adults have been affected by, you know, um, by mental health, have a mental health disorder, and one out of five minors, you know, up to the age of 17, have a mental health disorder. And um, so that's why I'm here to um, to raise awareness that we're going through this. Um, and I'm, you know, I've been reading what's on there too, and some of them were asking like, "What's your credential? What's your background?" Which is a valid reason, right, to ask like, "Why am I even here? What background do I have to be here?" So I'm gonna get to, into that later. But a little bit myself, um, I'm Chinese, Vietnamese. I was born in Vietnam. I came here when I was five years old, and I was separated from my family. You know, um, uh, at five years old, we were separated, and I came here. I didn't see them until <coughs> like 20 years later. You know, was raised in La Puente to Almani, uh, graduated at Rosemead High School. Um, and, um, you know, I didn't do well in school and I didn't like school. But by the grace of God, you know, I was able to go to college, um, which uh, Christian school, Biola University. And then from there, 
I had worked at a nonprofit organization with at-risk youth with the Substance Abuse and Gang Prevention Program. And so with that, after working, you know, being around social workers, it also let open doors for me to go back to school and get my master's in social work in Long Beach, where I got my degree and then got licensed. So I'm a licensed clinical social worker and have been licensed since 2013. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You're a professional. You. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people just read a couple books and they call themselves a professional. Yeah. No, you actually went to school and got the certificates. And you know what? I don't want to interrupt you, but you said you were born in Vietnam. Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And at five years old, you were separated from your parents and you didn't see my them. My family, my father and my four siblings. Your father and your four. How did you get separated from your at five years old from your father and your siblings? Okay, so what happened was that we, you know, <clears throat> went um, on. It was two separate boats that we were in. So, long story short, what happens that my mother and my four siblings, three other siblings, I'm sorry, we went on one went in one boat while my father and my other four siblings, there were eight of us at the time, one passed away a few years ago. So. My mom and I and the other two siblings, three siblings, we were able to make it to the other island while my dad was caught by the communists and he was sent to jail. So he got caught, so he was held back with my siblings. And from there, I never saw them again until I, you know, until I came back to visit them as an adult. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a podcast all by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, maybe we brought you on the podcast for the wrong story. <laughs> for the wrong content. No, it's never yeah. the wrong content. But wow, that's... Got caught by the communists. Yeah, and they were... Well, I was in jail. You know, my whole family and I, we were sent to jail the first time when we tried to escape. Like, when I was four or five years old, we were in prison for a year. No, not a year, I'm sorry. For a few days, sorry. Yeah, but yeah. it felt like a year. Yeah, you know, I don't recall because I was so young. Yeah, and so these are stories given to me, told to me by my family. You know, when we you. were, yeah. yeah, that's what happened. We were so, yeah. You know what's crazy is, you know, sometimes I mean maybe I would I remember some certain events in my life at five years old that were traumatic. So it's 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 kind of uh, weird that you don't remember some of that stuff. Yeah, there was such kind a traumatic. Of out. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, you blacked out. I mean, that is a lot of commotion going on for a five-year-old. Yeah. Wow. And so, you were, what island were you trying to go to? We were, according to my mother, we were at the Indonesian island. So you're trying to escape from, Vietnam? To go there, and then from there we took, my mom told me we took the plane from there, from Indonesia to America. Wow. Yeah. You know the journey of, of what people do to get to this amazing United States, right? Mm -hmm. The, the, you know, land of the dreams, right? You know, and then we got the, all these spoiled kids, the adults here, these brats that don't appreciate the freedom that mm -hmm. they have right here. And all they do, excuse my language, is bitch and complain mm -hmm. about this, that, and this. But there is people like yourself, you know, that went to jail, had to take a boat, had to take a plane, got, you know, at five years old, you know, got separated from half of your family, you know, the struggle, the journey. And so you appreciate this country a whole lot different than, say, some of these cats that, mm. right? Is that safe to say? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a blessing, you know, that I, you know, my family, my mom and I and my other three siblings who were able to make it here safely, you know. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, why, why were you guys trying to get away from Vietnam? At a, or why were your parents trying to? Just for a better life. Better life. Yeah. But the communists, was, was it a, a commune? Was it a, a communist country at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Vietnam. Vietnam was. I, I you know, yeah. I apologize. You know, excuse okay. my uh, <laughs> lack of uh, knowledge in regards to that. But it's interesting to me, you know. So, and then you saw your parents, I mean, you saw your father and sisters 20 years later yeah. because they didn't make it over here. Yeah, they didn't make it here. But you and your mom and half of your family did. Yeah, my mom and my three sisters. And so did you, what about your, 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 your mom and your pops? I mean, you know, they created this family. I mean, were they missing yeah, each other? Yeah, they were separated for a long time, too. And they, and they could never... So my mom, she would go back, you know, occasionally to visit the family. Okay. Yeah, she would do visit that. Visit her husband and yeah. kids. Yeah, exactly. And so in one of her visits, I, you know, I went with her. So that was in my, t- in my 20s, early 20s, when I went back for the first time. How do you go and visit just... Like you said, family. This it's a little more deeper than family. It's the the kids that you birthed and the man that you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, did that with. You know, um, so, yeah. It was definitely hard for my mom, you know, and raising four kids on her own in a new country, not having any education at all, and she went to cosmetology school, you know, um, and just work her way up to raise us. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that that speaks volumes about mom. Like, mm-hmm. did, has mom like? Obviously, she's been the father and the mother to you. Mm-hmm. Is that safe to say? She, yeah, she she was, but at the same time, she was also. Um, it was almost like unsupervised. Oh, you know, gotcha. she's out there working and yeah. doing her, you know, doing her thing. Where my my oldest sister, my you know, was pretty much raising us, taking care of us. Got you. So yeah. that's all your older sister then kind of. Oh, yeah. Is a little more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, shout out to your older sister, though. And shout out to mom for mom, ha- mom having to do what she had to do, you know, to, to keep a roof over your guys' head. And, yeah. And, and so you were raised uh, in La Puente? I was raised in La Puente, yeah. And then moved. That's where I did my el- elementary school. Yeah. And then I went to, we moved to San Gabriel. And then I did my other, you know, few years of my elementary school. And then I was pretty much from there, from that on point on, I was, was in Amwani. That's where I did my junior high, my high school. Yeah. So I lived there for many years of my life. Last question about your family. I'm not trying to pry too That's much, okay. but it's interesting. <laughs> um, when you went back to see your pops yeah. and your siblings, I mean, how did that feel? What was that like? It was, it was good. But at the same time, it was very... Um, I didn't even know how to relate in a way to them. You know, I didn't even know how to, like, how should I call my dad? You know, like, should I call him, you know, in Chinese and Vietnamese and English, you know? And I didn't really know how to relate to them in a way, you know? It's almost like meeting not so much a stranger, but um, I don't know how to describe it. It's just really, it was, it was a lot of mixed feelings. Let me say that. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of mixed feelings. And the, the thing about it is that because there's a, um, huge language barrier you know i lost you know i don't know my native language which is chinese another another dialect of chinese and i started learning vietnamese when i came here and so and which was at a primary level at that time so your mom's vietnamese and no we're chinese by blood okay but we know vietnamese because that's because we were in vietnam okay yeah got you yeah got you 
So I started learning that language. So when I saw my dad, I was, I spoke to them in Vietnam, Vietnamese, and but it was just very basic, where it was just to get by, you know. And um, uh, yeah, but otherwise it was nice. I mean, they took me around town and introduced me to, you know, their other friends and community and say, hey, this is my sister whom I've seen haven't seen for 20 years. You know, this, you know, this her now. You know, she used to be like four or five years old, and now she's like twenty some years old. You know, <laughs> and you're all Americanized and bougie and stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. You're over there like a, a K-pop superstar. <laughs> no, just play. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was a bit, it was a good time. It was good. Yeah, but I mean, it, it wasn't. We can't. We weren't really connected, you know, yeah. because of the gaps. No, a hundred percent. So there was. It was just like. Okay, this is really interesting. Yeah, like kind of awkward. Yeah, but it's like you know, it's good too because I know they're my family, uh, but it's just hard to connect because of the language barrier. So, so my pops had a a daughter with this little paisita he met in Compton many years ago, mm-hmm. and so he has a daughter with her. And if I seen her to this day, which I haven't seen in years, like I seen her when she was a baby, mm-hmm. and, and 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 this female he was with that had the baby with, um, I don't want to say her first name, you know what I mean? But they, you know, like arguing, and you know, because my pops was so much older than her, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was a weird situation. But anyways, I mean, it is what it is. It's life, right? Um, but if I would see her now, dude, that would be super awkward. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't be like, oh, sister, right? right? Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I always when I hear people tell stories, and if there's a way that I can relate and yeah. understand them from a, maybe a personal, yeah, uh, uh, feeling story of mine. So that's I was thinking about. I'd be like, well, that'd probably be the same thing if I seen her name is Sarah, right? Yeah, My s- sister, right? Yeah, and I said that would be the same fucking thing if I seen her. It wouldn't be, she wouldn't be like, brother, right. you know, yeah. running across the street, jumping, you know, it yeah. would just be like, hey, what's up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? What do you like to eat? Exactly. <laughs> you know? It was just very on the surface, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of superficial, but it's not, you know? Yeah. Because you don't, there's no bond there that to start with in the beginning, but you know that's your family. Life is so strange. Yeah. How about when people, this is a little off subject, but mm-hmm. how about when, someone does like a DNA test, right? And they're raised by uh, mm-hmm. foster parents. Yeah. And they finally find out who right. their mom is or their dad. But I see, I see. maybe I saw it on TV and maybe there was a little so- a little, little extra sauce put on the taco, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? And you see him like, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe you're my mom, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. But is that real, you know what I mean? Or would it be like, F you, where you, hell you been, where you, you been know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, Shit, yeah. I don't know you, yeah. you know, like, or do even people want to see who, you know, I don't know. People are wired up differently. Different exactly. people are wired up differently. Different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah. There's some people that are going to cry. There's some people that are going to pull up with the middle finger in their face and be like, man, that's right. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and so I guess you just got to respect it all, you know? Yeah. It is a strange world we live in when we start thinking about just little different things. And so, I think what it is also, Jeremy, is that I think sometimes we just have to not to leave the resentment behind, kind of surrender and be open to opportunities, to part- possibilities out there. Because this relationship could be a good relationship. It could. But if you give it a try. It could be repaired. It could be repaired. You know, Not from back then, but from right here. Yeah, moving forward. Yeah. You know, we all have our past, right? We're not perfect. But is 
are we willing to forgive and move forward and give that person another chance and give ourselves the chance to be open to that relationship? I wasn't close to my dad, my siblings. I could have, you know, like said, you know what, why, why this, why that? Why didn't you come visit me? Or, you know, all this, right? All this what ifs. But you know what? It's not, it's not really going to resolve the issues or the problems. It's not going to, you know, repair the relationship like you're saying, you know? It's not going to be good enough. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're kind of like a bullheaded person and, and you're asking why and, 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 and the why is not good enough, yeah. I mean, it can potentially make it worse. You know, but sometimes people want, they got questions and they want answers. And maybe some people are level-headed enough to be like, all right, that's what you got for me? Whatever. You know what I mean? Let's 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 move forward now. Yeah. You know, get that out the way. Let's move forward. I mean, it's good to ask, you know, why. But you necessarily may not get the, the correct answer. Right, exactly. You know? You're not going to understand everything in life. And sometimes that's where faith comes in, right? For us to trust God in, in that process. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, we're, we're speaking of faith, how are you raised of uh, faith? So I, when I, when we came here, uh, we started, my sister started, sister and younger sister and I, we started going to uh, a Baptist church and I, we would go, you know, the yellow bus would take us, pick us up every Sunday to go to Sunday school. And, and the most memorable time that I had was just having cookies and, and milk. That was just the reason why I wanted to go to Sunday school at the church. You know, I got to eat, you know, cookies and have my milk, you know. And so that was just, you know, the best <laughs> part of it, right? And so so I was raised as a Protestant and um, and then going in my early my early 30s, actually in my mid-30s, I converted to Catholicism. And so um, I, I'm, I'm a Catholic. I consider myself, I'm a Christian. I'm, you know, followers of Christ. That's what it is, being a Christian, right, is to be a follower of Christ. And so whether I'm Catholic or Protestant, uh, I'm a child of God, and um, and my belief is in you know in Jesus Christ. We go to to a Catholic church right now, my husband and I, and we um, we serve at you know at our parish. It's amazing, yeah. It's good to serve, huh? Yeah, it's amazing, you know, because I I see uh, you know when when you ask me about my childhood, it's you know every every pieces of my life, every stories. I don't have to be a victim of it. You know what I mean? I don't have to have that victim mentality. I could rise from it, and there's a purpose for every story that behind behind it all. There's a purpose for it. It's a, it's a opportunity for 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 me to to shift and 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 be a better version of myself. You know, instead of staying in that victim mentality and say, "Oh my gosh, I was separated from my family, I was abused," you know, all that stuff. You know time to move forward time to you know to shift and and do something different some people need therapy for that though yeah some people need professional help some people just like they can't they can tell themselves in their head like i know like people know what they have to do right or what they might need right you man i need you man i need to this one i just need to move on to this but but you're telling yourself this this in your head and you know, it's a lot harder, to, you know, to do right. it. Put one foot in front of the other. So people need professional help. Like, I know someone very close to me that can probably use some professional help too. Mm-hmm. You know, can't drag the person there to get the help. You know, they they gotta. You know, and then that takes that that takes like 
excuse my language, but that takes balls to like, you know, go somewhere and get help and say, hey, you know what? I, I need, I'm not strong enough. Cause that's basically what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, you know, I'm not strong enough and I need, I need your. I need professional help if it's therapy, if it's a psych, psych, psychiatrist, you know. But you got to be just like, you know, real with yourself and humble, right? Like a lot of people, it's hard for them to get them the help that they need, right. you know. Maybe they don't have the resources, I don't know, you know, or maybe they just, they're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I, you know, it's because there's a stigma behind it with mental, with mental health disorder and is that, Something's oh something's wrong with me, you know, or you don't want people to know that you know something's wrong with you mentally, and 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 there's a shame and guilt of having it, you know, having a mental illness, and you know, like I was saying earlier, we're going through a mental health pandemic, you know, that means that we're going through this. You're not the only one. I'm not the only one, you know, who experienced mental illness. You know, it's a pandemic. We all go through this. You know, I shouldn't say all, but you know. 50 million people in the US, you know, one out of six adults, one out of five minors. That's like 50 million, you know, people in the US alone. That's way more than COVID, you know, numbers. That's staggering to me, right? And so, um, and so it's just like the COVID, you know, when you have, you know, I'm not sure when, you, when you're diagnosed, when you have COVID-19, you know, you're positive. You know, I'm sure you didn't think you were the only one who was, you know, who who was positive, right? Just with mental illness, when we have it, we're not the only one. It's a pandemic we're going through, and there's nothing to be ashamed about. You know, like you're saying, it's be willing to acknowledge it and say, I need help. You know, I need to, I need resources. I need to talk to someone about this. You know, and there's hope. There is hope. There's resources out there. And you don't have to feel alone in this because you're not alone in this. You know, we're all going through this together. Yeah. I I, I think there was at one point that I wasn't even watching the news because I was just tired of it. It was just like, it it felt like it was just a a nail in my head. And every time I turned the news on, they were just trying to hammer that nail deeper into my head. And it might be a bad analogy, but I'm going to run with that one. Um, Because it was just, it was very stressful. Like, and so then when it, when they keep on planning this COVID, this agenda, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Right. For those that don't believe in the COVID, um, it could potentially, you know, planting that seed could potentially start maybe bearing fruit, like, you know, in a mental health type of way, you know, and effing you up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, constantly being pounded into you. This is what's happening. Be afraid. Be scared. Don't touch nothing. Sanitize this. Wear five mm-hmm. masks. I mean, were you that person during the pandemic, the COVID? I mean, even though we're still going through it, I mean. if Yeah, no. Um no. I was, you know, we we didn't live in, in fear in that way, you know. It was just, I mean, I mean, I'm not even vaccinated to this day. Okay. You know. Yeah. And so, um, and mental health has r- rose since 2020, since COVID hit. You know, um, I don't know if I shared this, earlier, but you know, suicide has gone up, and it's a it's a number four leading cause of death 
Number four. Um, number four, between fi- the ages of fifteen and twenty-nine years old. You know, and that's crazy. Between fifteen and twenty-nine, 29 years, years old. old. Yeah, that is crazy. And you know, I don't know if you heard Jeremy about a few months ago, and this actually, you know, they came up with this where you call the nine eight eight hotline. It's a suicide prevention hotline, and um, and where people call in and 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 when they're in crisis. They call this number nine eight eight, you know, to, to seek help, because it was just it was it was so crazy out there. Well, they had the, they, they they got tired of people calling nine one one, bugging mm-hmm. out, bugging yeah. yeah, yeah, not necessarily bugging out, but just, just having a bad flooding, day. Yeah, they were flooded with calls. Yeah, of yeah. people dealing with, and I mean, maybe the media should have got these phone calls instead. Mm. Yeah, you know, maybe with, maybe they should have said, hey, you know what, don't call us. Call the call call channel seven. Call you know yeah you know because these are the ones that just keep on hammering this anxiety home right yeah. to you. Media has a I think media has a big influence. Hundred percent when it comes to you know mental health, especially amongst uh, children and adolescent. You know the social media. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, social media, most definitely. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a problem for me even as a grown man, mm-hmm. you know. I always use the excuse, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm doing my, my, my hood stocks, my podcast stuff. But at the end of the day, that this this phone right here and these apps. It gets in addicting, it, man, huh? It's horrible, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm bad with it. And I, and I really try to get better with it. And I hope one day that I can just hand these apps off to somebody else and just be like, at one point, right? Mm-hmm. You run that shit this shit out of my hand so I, you can concentrate on other things mm-hmm. right maybe reading a freaking book imagine that mm-hmm. you know yeah. something that's going to relax you have you, ever, have you ever, i mean who reads a book before you go to sleep if anyone reads a book before you go to sleep you fall asleep amazing i mean you fall asleep really good at least i do you know mm-hmm. um opposed to scrolling through all this chaotic right. half naked women dudes talking smack like myself like you know just all kinds of just chaos and then you gotta lay down and say, try to shut the brain off. That's hard. It's hard for me. Yeah. You know, because I deal with mental illness, right? Everything that I've been through, like shit. I'm not I'm not a I'm not ashamed to talk about it. Got a lot of things going on with myself, but I've I've taken action and I've put psychoanalyzed myself. I put myself under the microscope and I said, All right, I gotta work on this. Mm-hmm. This bothers me. There's gotta be something to fix that. All right, now let's tackle this over here. All right, let's get over here right now. And it's and I I feel like, I mean, when it comes to an individual or yourself, and you want to be a better woman or a better man, I mean, the list could potentially be long, right? Mm-hmm. Of what you have to take care of yourself, but you can't expect nobody else to, you know, take care of it for you. Even though you 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 yeah. can you can see a therapist, but that's you, mm-hmm. you know, putting one foot in front of the other. But at the end of the day, we have to tackle our demons, tackle our anxiety. I mean, I had severe anxiety as a child, you know, from just like trauma and just freaking crazy stuff. And and I didn't start tackling the problems until my like late 30s. You know, I finally got out like a, I got out of prison like around 37. And then I was just like, all right, well, I got to start getting my shit together. I got to learn how to live in society as a as a, a regular dude, not some dude that's known in a neighborhood where you know, it, we kind of like certain guys in the neighborhood, you're somebody, but in this regular world now, I'm nobody, mm. you know? And so how do I 
be a somebody in this world. Well, I got to start from the bottom. Okay, starting from the bottom as a grown man, a gang member, what's the first thing you got to do? You got to humble the shit out of yourself. Mm. You know, when the when they say, hey, not boy, but hey, go get that, hurry your ass up, bop, 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 do this, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to tuck that, tuck your tail or nuts between your leg and yes sir i got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you gotta run and go get that because there's someone else is gonna run faster to you yeah. than to get that yeah you know but that's that the low levels of trying to come up and anyways that that was that that brought me a lot of uh that brought me a lot of uh stress and anxiety and i was mm. like this man you know and i really had to so but i said i i, I looked myself in the mirror and i said you dumb motherfucker that's your fault mm. that's your fault that you got a 20 four, five-year-old boss, and you're in your late 30s, early 40s, you don't like it? That's your fault. That's not his fault. Mm-hmm. That's your fault, you know? And so we got to come to terms, you know? But I'm just, I'm talking about things that just affected my mental health, and there was it was an array, it was a variety of things yeah. that just was just like, you know, just, you know, and then you got the neighborhood, you know what I mean? What are they going to think about me? Well, man, fuck them. I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Or you just so many different things, you know? And then, then the luggage that I created throughout all the years. Mm-hmm. Luggage, baggage, you know? I pull up. I pull up. I'm moving in. And there's like three U-Haul trucks, you know? Like, who what's coming with you? It's like, nah, bro, this is just all my baggage I got throughout the years. Or not bro, but... Girl, you know what I mean? Whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just on my baggage. Yeah. Well, I, I come with some motherfucking baggage. Excuse my language. But um, you know, and that 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 it, with all that and knowing that, uh, you know, anxiety is a, a, applied mm-hmm. to 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 this, which leaks down to this. And so for individuals like myself, like what do you I mean, what do you offer? I mean, how do you what would be the first step of, say, somebody starting in the beginning stages like of myself? You know, because we have a lot of guys in the audience that have been through similar uh, backgrounds. I don't, and I don't know if you've, and I know you kind of, we've talked about it, that you deal with a certain age group and a certain gender, but just in general, I mean, are there are things that come to mind in regards to um, giving the community tools to deal with, you know? Yeah. Um- you know, before I do that, I just want to bring up something that you you brought up a really good point, Jeremy, and that is how our upbringing, our childhood, shape us in who we become. Yeah. You know, and it has affected us to this day. You know, if we you know if we haven't really addressed it, it really does. Our childhood really affects us. You know, the abuse that you know that we you know that we go through. Or, you know, if you've been through some sort of abuse or neglect and haven't really resolved it, it, it affects your adulthood. Ooh, it really does. Affects mine. Affects my relationship. Exactly. With it, my girl. It helps you it, yeah. it you know, your perception of 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 yourself and and how and how you think of the world, how you see the world changes because of your your, your childhood. You know, it really shapes who you are. And then we grow up to just be really fearful of a lot of things, like fearful of judgment, fearful of criticism, fearful of rejection. You know, what, you know, I shouldn't play big in life. You know, I shouldn't do this. I'm fear of failures. We're so fear, we have so many fears in us because of our childhood that it, it doesn't really allow us to, we're just pretty much surviving and not thriving. You know what I mean? Just keeping our heads above, above water. Oh, and that's, and that's, that's, that doesn't sound very appealing to me. 
uh, uh, surviving instead of thriving. Right. That's that's. I think that's that's pretty powerful. Those words right there. You know, and that a lot of us are just surviving instead of thriving. I mean, what's the difference? You know, the the, yeah. the person that's living check to check. You said keeping keeping your head above the water, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, and barely. You know. Ah, shit, got to spread this out, pay a little bit of this, I'm behind on everything. That's trying to survive, but thriving, how do you thrive? You know, you live in, you know, your your fullest potential, the best version of yourself, mentally, physically, and spiritually. It's not just the checklist, okay, I'm checking off this, my duties, drop off the kids, do this, do that, okay, get home. It's not just the routine, you know, you are living with joy, with abundance, you know, that you take moments and just be, appreciative be grateful you know for not for what you have but also your past experience in life that mold you who you are and i am so grateful for my own experience you know to look back and say instead of looking back and i was abused jeremy you know in my teen year okay and to by a by a family member whom i look looked up to and so I was able to, you know, by the grace of God, to be able to forgive him, right? God says, you want to forgive, you know, be forgiven, forgive others, you know, for what people have done wrong to you. Because forgiveness is not so much about, you know, the other person, but it's about you healing for yourself, you know, moving forward, you know, and having that that healing. And, you know, some of us don't want to forgive because we feel like, well, you know what? He doesn't deserve my forgiveness. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't deserve this. Well, it's not about the other person. It's about you. It's about us, you know, freeing ourselves from that, you know, from from that shame, from that guilt, whatever it is, and just thrive. And looking back, I'm like, I'm grateful because I get to forgive. I get to learn what it means to love someone who has hurt me and move forward. I get to shift, you know and rise from that and not have that victim mentality. Yeah. You know? And so that's part of thriving too, where you can look back and be grateful. Gratitude is so important. You know, we need to be grateful for, you know, for for the stories in our lives, whether it be good or bad. And so, you know, the tools that I would like to offer to people is, first of all, like we're saying, you know, if you struggle with mental health, uh, I encourage you to 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 get help, you know. And like I said, you're not alone. We're all in this together. And and to know that there's hope. If I was able to go, you know, to to overcome it, you know, yeah. you can too. I'm no different. I mean, just that we're probably raised differently, different culture, all that, but that at the end of the day, we go through issues, problems, trials in our lives that we don't have to be a victim of. You know, we can get help. And there's nothing to be ashamed about. You know, because we're not perfect people. You know, we go through trials. We go through we go through mistakes, choices that we're not proud of in our lives, right? But we get to 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 shift, to move forward and leave that behind us. You know what I mean? What do you What do you suggest in regards to like, excuse me, um, <clears throat> like are you, do you believe in medicine? Do you believe in like uh, yoga? I mean, what do you What do you believe in? Like, do you believe in like natural resources opposed to the pharmaceutical? You know. Uh, <laughs> so I don't believe in you know like for me the first 
um, thing is to get therapy, not to go straight to medication unless you are prescribed by your doctors. And I can't say that, you know, yeah. if your doctor prescribed it, that's, that's, that's something that you need to comply with. Um, but with my program, Jeremy, I in, in, incorporate the mental, physical, and spiritual, which means that I in, uh, include therapy, group and individual therapy, as well as health coaching, exercise, and spiritual counseling. And um, why I do that is because I've, I believe that we are created whole by God, mentally, physically, and spiritually. That once, you, when you have a ment- when you go through mental health, you're not only affected, you know, emotionally, but also your health too. You, you know, when we're when we go through depression or anxiety, whatever, we're so self-absorbed. You know, we tend to ne- neglect the other part of our lives, the components of our lives, our physical health. And then, you know, you, you go to the doctor and they said, you know what, you have hypertension, you have high blood pressure, you, you're on the verge of diabetes, you're pre-diabetic. And that's because we are so, when we have mental health issues, we're just focused on one component. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's why I believe that you cannot address one without the other. Absolutely. So therefore, I incorporated both the health coaching and the, the fit, physical fitness as well. And spiritual, to me, it's the most important component of all. Because without God, you can't do it. You know, <clears throat> God says, you know, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that's one of my favorite Bible verses. Absolutely. You know, and God didn't come to condemn the world, but he came to save us. He's the one. He's our healer. He is the one who heals the brokenhearted and binds up the wounds, you know. He's the source of our salvation, of our life. Without him, we can't do it. So that's why I also offer the spiritual component of it too. What, what about people that, you know, might be like atheist or something like that? Awesome. I thought about that. Too. And you know what? If they say, you know, I like, you know, this, the, the two components, this, you know, the physical and the mental, but I'm an atheist and I don't believe in God, then I would say, you know what? This program doesn't fit you. Yeah. It, no. It's not it. Absolutely. You know, then I would invite you to find other resources out there because there are a lot of amazing mental health agency clinicians out there who are doing great work out there in the community. And so I would urge, I would encourage you to look into programs that would fit you, that would fit your need. Okay. Because this program that I offer is not for everyone and that's okay. You know, not programs is for everyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Hmm. And I, I want to, you know, take this moment to really um, thank all the mental health professionals out there, social workers out there who are doing amazing work out there in the community. You know, your your commitment, contribution and diligence to serving to re- in, to respond to the mental health pandemic is is um, it's amazing. And thank you for that, you know. And I'm not here, Jeremy, to say that my program or what I'm offering is better than other program, you know. It's just different and unique, okay. Just like any other program, they have a uniqueness to their program. But one thing we do have in common is that we're all here in the mental health, you know, profession. We're here to help people restore their mental health and to help them to live out their full potential, you know. So that's one common ground. Is this not a competition? You know, my business, I'm not here to try to get more clients. We're not, you know, we don't, you know, this is not what we're about. 
were yeah. here, and I was just talking to another clinician the other day, and she was saying she's 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 of course she speaks English, but she also speaks Japanese. And we were just talking about how you know we can refer if I have a, a client who's Japanese speaking and doesn't understand English, I can refer that client to her. It's a network. Yeah, it's a network. Or if she finds if her her clients you know needs physical health or spiritual, she'll refer them to me. So it's just helping each helping the client. It's not about me. It's not about the program. It's about you. It's about you getting help at the end of the day. That's the focus. Yeah, you know. I mean, I mean it sounds like uh, what you offer is kind of like a. You know, a, a one-stop shop for uh, exactly, for, for wellness. Jeremy. Exactly, yeah. Jeremy. For self-wellness, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, you, you want to get well. You, you you have an unbalance in your system. I mean, you know, spiritually, physically, mentally, you don't feel right. Well, come holler at me. And I mean, when when you talk about the physical physical aspect of it, um, I mean, are you actually like working them out in a gym or something? Yeah. I mean, we do um, like Zumba cardio kickbox and then we go down your diet to you what are you what are you eating what's a good diet plan for you what's your goal you know what do you accomplish out of this program what is it you know yeah. physically yeah your and, and different diet plans can uh be good for one and not the other exactly like, like a keto diet plan is good for me but i tried doing the um what is the what is the diet again i always make fun of it too uh, the, the, the hipsters are on um you know they don't eat the meat what is it again i'm sorry Freaking brain fart. Um, <clears throat> Preston's on it. You know they don't eat. They don't eat. They don't eat meat. And they don't eat dairy. Just vegetarian. Just not a vegetarian. Someone help me out real quick. Having a, having a having a having a brain fart right now. But um, you know what? Let's open up the phone line. You want to take some sure. phones? Yeah. Let's open the phone line and see if anybody wants to call in. If you guys want to call in and ask Lynn a question. Sure, she's going to answer it to the best of her knowledge, capability. Um, let's do it like this. I appreciate everybody tapping in. You know, we usually do the uh, the week nights, um, but I thought, let me see, four two four seven eight five. I thought it would be cool to do this. At this time of the day, makes sense to me. And uh, if you're tapped in right now, hit that like, hit that subscribe. Um, you know, I'll podcast. I'll podcast. Um, there's a message for everybody, but not. There's there's a message for someone in every podcast. I believe we do right here. You know, and so I think this one's going to resonate with. A lot of individuals, but it's, but it's 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 minus all the crazy stuff that we do at times right here. The conversations, I think this is a this is a much needed right here on the platform. Let me see, Let's see if I got. All right, there there goes the phone line. The phone line is up. Let's go. We got a phone call ready. Let's do it like this. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, what's up, Lucky? What up, brother? Uh, what's up, Lynn? Hi. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Nice meeting you. <laughs> what's your name? Uh, uh, my name is Miguel. Hi, Miguel. Uh, hi, hi. I was really interested in, in your in your uh, you know, your conversation right now. And there was one thing that uh, look, I don't, I'm a little late on it, but I was wondering if it's one thing you guys didn't touch up on. Do you, does your program like offer anything like with nutrition? Yeah, nutrition. 
yeah, um, yeah. health coaching. But before you answer that, yeah. yeah, before you answer that, the reason why I say that is because um, I, I don't know what type of age group is in your program, but my dad, who before he passed away of COVID, rest in peace, mm-hmm. when he was in the hospital, when he was in the hospital, um, I noticed that they weren't really focused on nutrition, especially the nutri- nutritionist. I think that's her name. Nutritionist. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, like they they would uh they would go through surgeries and all this stuff. You know, this applies to everybody that goes wants to join a program that's going through this too. Um, I feel like they're so focused on the on the scientific surgery and this and that, but you know, like nutrition is also what helps. If if you wanna if you wanna feel mentally better, you gotta you gotta you gotta eat right. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta eat healthy. If you if you eat something that's gonna make you feel like how you're saying diabetes, a lot of sugar, you eat something that's too heavy, you feel like some you know, if you if the nutrition part I feel like it it correlates with everything and if they would have focused that on my dad a little bit more, maybe they would have stressed out his life a little bit longer because he didn't have teeth. Mm-hmm. So I mean they were saying, Oh, you know, he's gonna choke and it went back to the daily bread, you know, like, okay, you know, let's give them some bread. Uh, a long time ago, I talked to Lucky about this when he was talking to the governor. I don't know if you remember Lucky, when you brought in the governor. Yeah. I brought up, yeah, I brought up the nutrition stuff. Uh, since from that time, I, yeah, my dad, my dad passed away, but, uh, Condolences, brother. yeah, dude, uh, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I want I was wondering to know if you could, uh, kind of talk to us a little bit more about your nutrition, uh, pro on your program. Uh-huh. And, and vegan, vegan is what I was the yeah. word. Thank you. One okay. of the one of the guys uh, brought it up. So I do, I've That's done true. vegan. Oh, yeah. and vegan right. was horrible for me because I'm allergic to gluten. So I guess mm-hmm. it just depends on the individual. But go ahead and uh, answer his question. A hundred percent, Miguel. I agree. You know what you put in your body is affects you mentally. You know we put all these junk in our body and it, it affects us. You know the the oils, the grease, the fatty foods, it, it really affects us. And when we, you change your diet, it really also affects you too in a healthy way, you know? And so with the program, we will go through, you know, your diet plan, okay? What are you eating? What are you not supposed to be eating? What did, what does a doctor say about your about the diet? What is affecting you, you know? And so I, you're so, you're so right to say that. Yeah, and that's, I believe that too, that what you put in your body really affects your mental health. Too. And that's where we really need to focus on is the nutrition. Yeah. You guys what, also eat together? You guys also eat together? Like for the people that are able to have certain foods, are you, do you guys, are like, hey, you know what, after this workout or after this meeting or, you know, this, because, you know, even, even when you get interrogated, when the police get you, they bring out your, your, you know, their Big Mac or your fries, <laughs> you know, the ketchup, you know, like, experience you know, that, sir. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like they know that food change your mental way yeah. of thinking if you know if they don't give us money like back in the roman times if they didn't give they didn't feed the people dude the people went crazy they started making fires they started rioting like if you talk to somebody that hasn't ate all day and they have a headache they're like dude you're not going to get the best uh mental reaction from them you know so uh, I mean, the body's, um, yeah, your was, body's like an engine, bro, right? Mm-hmm. You got to say, yeah. if you're driving a Honda Accord, bro, there's a certain type of engine oil you got to put in that Honda Accord in order for it not to be clicking and clanking and doing that stuff. So you just, I, I, you know, you got to put the right oil in your body. And mm-hmm. yeah, you, I, I've I've experienced it many times when I've been eating horrible and then I changed my diet to eating, you know, good greens and just a yeah. clean. And there's the clarity in your it, mind, it, mentally too. You can think clearly. 
Yeah, you feel you know? good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not farting all over the place, and me, my me stomach's not all you. bloated and tore up. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question: If if you're all like that, whatever you said, will you still do hood stocks, or would you tell your 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 uh, your visitor, hey, you know what? I'm not. I'm not the, the level that I should be in. You know, or or do you just go with it? You know, like hey, you know what? Sabes que? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll through this hood stocks, and 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 I feel bad, but fuck it, I'm gonna do it for my people. Wait, wait, say that. And so what's the question again? I'm sorry. Like, like if you feel like shit, all that stuff you're saying right now, that like you felt bad and all that stuff, when you when we do it, do you, would you still go on with he, uh, hood stocks? Oh, I've done it. I've, 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 come on, bro. You, I've done it a, a, a bunch of times. I mean, recently I took like three weeks off because I was, you know, having some personal things going on in my life, bro. And I didn't want to be in front of the camera, bro. So recently uh, I took three weeks off and um, just to kind of like, you know, get things straightened out in my personal life. But there's been plenty of times, bro, that I, I've been drinking too much, eating horrible food that I've been on the podcast. And it's obviously, bro, it's a reflection in my in my interview, bro. It's a it's a reflection in in in, you know, my temperament, you mm -hmm. know, just like what's coming out yeah. my freaking mouth. I'm eating garbage, garbage is coming out my mouth, I'm yeah. drinking like a pig. Um, depression stupid, comes when you're fucking too fucked up stupid you know, shit comes out of my mouth yeah it's it's you i mean you're not in you're not you're not in full control and there's been plenty of times bro that i've been on this podcast and i wasn't in full control why because i'm drinking too much i'm eating like a freaking pig bro you know what i mean i'm sitting on here on this table i'm bloated i don't i don't feel good bro but you know that to me that's that's that it's nothing bro because i've been a much harder uh worse situations in life like in a prison cell in a courtroom on hard drugs that to me, I'm like, Oh, this isn't a, this is nothing to me, you know? But as I move forward in my life in a positive fashion, I understand the questions that I need to make in my life. Like, yeah, I need to, you know, maybe, you know, drink not on the podcast. I need to, you know, I feel better sitting here, uh, hey, drink some water. Drink some water now with some ice. Call that, you know, next day the fucking do fucking beer. And maybe next time you do wine. Dude, you brought out wine. Yeah. You know, you switched it up. You know, switch it up a little bit. Get, yeah. get, like, motivate, like, your clients and motivate people to not only mental, but also, you know, to, uh, physical and uh, spiritual and all that stuff, everything, the whole package. Absolutely. You Miguel, know? appreciate you. Thank you for calling in. I mean, there's been thank some other callers. Time. Yeah, Thanks, thank Miguel. you. Have a, thank have, you, guys. Have a good weekend. Um, how do you feel about marijuana? I don't, you know, use marijuana. I you don't consume. No, I don't. Um, you didn't I, inhale. No, <laughs> I think it's you know it's if it's for medicinal use. Yeah. Prescribed by the doctors and not people making excuses to say you know what this medicinal use, but actually they're going to use it just for their own pleasure. That's different. You I know? mean, CBD is it works. I you know I've heard a lot about it. CBD, yeah. you should do a little. Yeah. I think something CBD would be something. Um, they got the CBD store. I've gone there a bunch of yeah. times and I've gotten just different things for like anxiety for, um, there's numerous things that the CBD uh, extraction uh, works for. Mm -hmm. And I think one day, like all of that, including uh, mushrooms, microdosing mushrooms is all gonna be in the CVS counters mm. soon. But then Big Pharma doesn't like that, right? Yeah. You know, they don't like the, the natural stuff growing from out of, you know, from the earth to you know, overstep their chemicals they're making billions, billions of dollars off yeah. of, right? And you know what? I mean, talking about natural herbs, right? Like yeah. we need to go back to like the natural things, you know, and not so rely on 
medication, like, you know. Absolutely. That, I mean, like, you go on, you know, you hear about, you know, them prescribing medication. It's good for one area, but then it affects another area of your life. It affects another organs, you know. Yeah. So it's like. You got to look know, it up on, on, uh, on the on the, uh, yeah. on the internet and see the pros and the cons. Exactly. You're on, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, what's good, fool? What up, doggy? What's up, Lynn? Hi. Hello. I just, I just want to say this this is a dope episode. Thank you. Thank you. It was a good idea to do the episode, but that's, that's that's all I gotta say. Do your thing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is needed, and I, I yep, feel like I got we need. You. I fuck with you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Have yep. a good weekend. Uh, something different. Something good. I think we're gonna do more of these podcasts with uh, mm-hmm. uh, more professionals like yourself, and yeah. you know. Um, I always, I always look at it like if, if, uh, if hoodstocks can be the toolbox, then we need to put as many tools in the box as possible so people have access to information, right? Good information, mm-hmm. you know, like, like we're putting forward today. But um, so here we go. Let's get this phone call right here. Okay. Go ahead, you're on hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, uh, Lucky, this is Jose. Hi, uh, Lynn. Hi, Jose. I forgot your title, though. I wasn't sure. I don't know if I missed it during the show. It's okay. Are you like an LCSW yeah. or MFT? Yeah, I'm an LCSW. LCSW. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you so too? I've dealt with the... <laughs> no, no. I'm uh, oh, okay. actually LVN. But I've been in that field and I've received help from LCSW. Awesome. And uh, so, like, I'm a veteran. So, I, I actually lived at the Wilshire one. Mm-hmm. The Wilshire VA for, like, three months. Yeah. Or uh, opiate addiction, mm. but I actually am a LVN. I worked in um, as a, a dispensing nurse and a counselor at a methadone clinic. Yeah. So, I've, but I've been around addiction all my life. Mm. I grew up in uh, Pacoima Projects when I was like in '88 to like '98. So, like I've been around like from in home addiction to outside, just everything. But my question was about like therapy, because usually. Um, Every time I would seek therapy is when the shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when, like, um, the only time you go to church is, like, when you're dying and shit. So, yeah, when you hit rock bottom, uh, right? That's when you need to hit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my thing is, like, how should therapy be handled? Should it be, like, a maintenance thing or, like, once a month? Or um, and or is it just when you need it as needed, PRN kind of thing? So how would you, what would you suggest? Well, I would first uh, seek um, a counselor or therapist, and then they would do a clinical assessment on you um, Uh to see what is, you know, what is, what's your diagnosis so that they can um, formulate an effective treatment for you. And then between you and your therapist, you guys can decide, you know, um, they would decide how often you need therapy. Okay, and if you met your treatment goals, once you meet your treatment goals, then normally, you know, the therapist would decrease uh, or say, you know what, you've completed counseling already, and come in as needed as a, on an as needed basis. Okay, does okay. that answer your question, Jose? Yes. Yeah. And um, what is the company you work for? What is the organization? Well, I, I my business is called a whole new you, licensed clinical okay. social work Inc. Yeah, and um, yeah. Does so does medical cover that? Um, does, does medical insurance cover that? Because I just asking just for the people who don't have. HMO or PPO or whatever it is. Right. I am taking PPO at this time. I'm still waiting to be credentialed with the other insurance company. Okay. So, uh, okay. yeah. 
Thank you, brother, awesome. for calling. Thank you for... Okay. Oh. I was going to jump to this next phone call right here. I didn't mean to cut you off like that, brother. Just kind of uh-huh. keeping it moving. Some of these phone calls are coming in sporadically, so I want to make sure that everyone gets a chance to talk to Lynn and ask their question. If you were just calling right now, feel free to call back. Um, I see these comments are crazy. Um, Jeremy is trans-friendly. <laughs> bastards, man. Um, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hello? Hello. Yeah, you're live, buddy. What's up? Is it Lucky? Yes, sir. Hey, Lucky, you still on with Lynn? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still on, bro. Oh, yeah. He sounds familiar. All right. I, 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 I want to give a shout-out to Lynn. She looks so sexy up there. She's doing a great job. I love you, baby. Keep up the good work. <laughs> That's my husband. I got you. <laughs> Is that your husband? <laughs> I recognize him. Oh, my God. I was like, bro, keep it clean. What up, Carlos? Hi, babe. What's up, bro? <laughs> appreciate you calling in. Are you, are you not watching it or what? I'm watching it, but there's a little delay. Oh, okay, for sure. I, I, I thought you were going to come through, big doggy. Should have pulled up. I had some work I had to do right here at the house, bro. Yeah. All right. I just finished right now, and I and I went on. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you for, uh, you know. Keep it up, Lucky. I appreciate this, bro. I yeah. really appreciate this. You're doing something positive in the, in the, in the neighborhood. Cool. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, too. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, next phone call. That was Lynn's husband. Uh, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, right, Lucky, what's up, fool? What's up, fool? Hey, man, I'm just a homie stuck out here in Oklahoma working right now, man. But uh, I needed I needed to hear this today, man. I almost woke up, didn't go to work. Uh, I had a relapse this past week on the dark, homie. Uh, and uh, I, had my, I had my job blowing me up. And uh, shit, I just got up and shit, I had to go to work. So, so I needed to hear this today. So thank you. Hey, brother, you got to you gotta keep your head up, stay the course, bro. You know what I mean? I know what you're talking about, bro. That re- Those relapses ain't no joke, brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you just got to look in the mirror and you got to value yourself as, as as a man, as a human being. And, and once you value yourself, uh, people around you will see that and they will they will they, they will give you the same value. But if we don't value ourselves mm-hmm. as a as a human being, a good human being, then we can't expect anyone yeah. else to, to give us any respect or any value if they see that we're not you know, taking care of her own self. So I think this, this, yeah. this applies to with having Lynn right here. I mean, if we're not seeking the right help, um, then we're not taking care of ourselves, bro. And it's not just taking a shower, uh, making sure you wipe your butt when you go, you use the restroom. I mean, there's a lot of different <laughs> areas that we need to take care of ourselves, bro. So take care of yourself because you got to be the best you for this life. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen after this. If we're going to, if, if, if then our, if there's going to be a next life and a better version of us, like we can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want, I don't know what God has in store for us, you know? Um, and so this is it right here, bro. This is it. The person you're looking at in the mirror. And I told myself so many times, look in the mirror, like this is it, bro. You, you, you ain't going to get, you ain't going to get no uglier. You ain't going to get no prettier. You know what I mean? I mean, this is it. You know what I mean? Even though nowadays, you know what I mean? A, a, a female can get a whole lot prettier when she, you know, <laughs> gets some implants, gets the boobop. You know what I mean? She turns the she turns the the Honda Civic into a into a four by four truck. You know what I mean? With the bed, extended yeah. bed. <laughs> um, 
But bro, I'm just what I'm saying is I'm not trying to make a joke out of it, but I I, I feel you. No, I know. And 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 yeah. bro, value yourself, bro, and be the best. And if you feel like you're stuck in Oklahoma, he said I'm I'm a homie stuck in Oklahoma. Bro, get the fuck out of Oklahoma if Oklahoma's making you depressed, bro. Go go somewhere, bro, where and I know that's easier said than done, bro, cuz that takes money, bro. But I'm just saying like, man, if if you feel somewhere where that you're stuck, you're not stuck. It's that's that's in, that's up here, bro. We're never stuck. You know, and and you, yeah. you know you got to just do what you got to do to get yourself in a better position, a happier place in life, brother. And I wish you the best of luck. All right? And can I add something there, Jeremy? Yeah, right, thank you, man. And just to this um, gentleman here, don't what came up for me about you is don't define who you are based on your past. You know, um, because we yeah. all make mistakes, and you need to really, you know, um, allow yourself to move forward and not let your your past define who you are you can say well i'm a failure i can't do this i'm worthless you know i there's no confidence i i doubt you know there's a lot of things can go on based on your past on the decision that you make but you cannot you know like um imprison yourself from those feelings because like jeremy was saying your thoughts your mind is such a powerful tool it's so powerful and how you it's Alter? tricked me into thinking that the drugs are giving yeah. me energy at work, but really it's not. It, you, you know, know, and when we alter our thinking, it changes our behaviors, our feelings, because what goes in the mind, it 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 will affect how you feel. It will affect your feelings, but once you alter it, you know, to something positive, mm. you know, and it will, you, you know, you have positive behavior based on yeah. positive thinking and. You know, don't give up. Do not give up for those who are going through, you know, substance abuse treatment programs or, you know, struggling with mental health. Do not give up. You know, you're going to get there. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And there are people right. out there who wants to help you, who wants to walk this journey with you. You're not alone. All right. Thank so. you. I appreciate it. All right, mm -hmm. brother. Have a good day. Have a good day. All right. You know, and, 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 and just to kind of like, in regards to what you were saying right now, I mean, it all starts with the thoughts in your head, right? Absolutely, 100%. It all starts, so if you're just thinking of nothing, like, if you have nothing but negativity going mm -hmm. in your head, you need to correct that. And, and I had, that was one thing that I've said several times on here, that I had to rewire my mind, my thought process. Yeah. And honestly, I had to medicate some of the noise. I had to, I had to you know, I had to get some medication to turn some shit down here. And just so I can just calm the ocean in here so I can start rebuilding, you know, my thought process, mm -hmm. you know, like I'll use this stupid example, like looking at a good looking girl, right? When I was single and the only thing I can think in my head is what I want to do to this good looking girl and whatever's mm -hmm. coming out of her mouth is just flying past me. I don't do that no more. Mm -hmm. Let's get this phone call right here. But, okay. but restructuring your thought process is, has been huge for me. Mm -hmm. You're on Hoodstocks. Go ahead, baby. Hello, this is Foot Surgeon. I live in Sebring, Florida. I am a foot and ankle specialist. I work with the foot and ankle. I do dick surgery, sex change operations, and other surgeries. I own my own clinic. I do hypnotism, anesthesia, and general anesthesia to keep you asleep during your surgeries. Looking for African-American males and white males with huge feet that can worship and dominate, if that's me. <laughs> hey, what do you like to do for fun? What do you Oh my God, that was a good one. 
Gotta, lo- gotta love the audience, man. That was a good one. I was just waiting for him to break I character. Exactly. I was like, all right, let me see how long this dude can go with this. <laughs> you know, he kept it. Uh, he he might have been serious. I don't know. Exactly. I was just like, let him go for a minute. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give one more phone call. If one more person wants to call in, that is not a dick surgeon, <laughs> a foot specialist. For African-American and white males, whatever the hell that dude was saying. One more phone call. And, um, yeah. But this has been good. This has been fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, has this been your first podcast? Yeah. 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 I was on a radio station about a month ago. Yeah. But oh. this is my first podcast. Because Yeah, because usually podcasts are, let's get this last phone call right here, okay. but usually podcasts are kind of like long form conversations. Maybe a radio station might be just like yeah. a few minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Uh, what city are you located in? Why, who, who is speaking and who is asking? Uh, David from Oxnard. David from Oxnard. So this is the city of Los Angeles right here, David. All right. Okay, one more question. What happened with uh, Casey? Uh, Casey is, uh, no longer a part of the crew. You know, he's on to bigger and better things. He's in Hollywood right now. He's directing some movies right now and he's, he's doing really good for himself, man. And we wish him nothing but the best. There's levels and he's on another chapter right now. So salute to Casey and thank you for calling in. All right. Salute. Thank you. Yes, sir. Okay. Lynn, this has been good. This has yeah. been fun. Thank you so yeah, much. Fun. Thank for you for having through. me. Jeremy. Yeah, absolutely. And so, how can people reach you? So get you, in contact. With yeah, you. you can go to www.ahonuyu.net, or you can contact, email me at customercare@ahonuyu.net. So once again, www.ahonuyu.net or customercare@ahonuyu.net. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so hopefully uh, we'll put your information, too, in the description, you know. And um, if you guys like to get in contact with Lynn and if you guys uh, like this type of content, I mean, hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment uh, on this video right here, on this podcast right here. Holler at me on Instagram and we'll get this. We'll get more of uh, uh, more podcasts like this going, you know, because I think it's uh, it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's definitely. Needed. Yeah, it's needed. Yeah. Most definitely needed in this community of these wild animals. It's got this, it's got this chat line going crazy. And that's one thing you can't do, uh, Lynn, you can't read these, these, these freaking animals right here. They're savages, you know? They're, they're on my neck right now. Look at them, it's okay though, and I love them, I love them for that. I say, coño, coño right there, I'll see you. Uh, everybody tapped in, appreciate you guys, love you guys. And you know what, we're gonna be live again tomorrow morning, you know, with the guest, the guest, our guest tomorrow morning is the homie Brown Lucci, and he was episode one here on Hoodstocks, and he's finally coming back to be, uh, what is it, we're at 176, so he's going to be 177, and he's going to be back to bless the platform tomorrow morning. Stay tuned. We love you guys. Thank you so much. We are out of here. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you.